Welcome to the Second Mile Church Podcast, where we believe deeper friendships, a bigger God, and fuller lives in Christ are found in the Second Mile. Uh, good morning, y'all. I appreciate it uh, being up here this morning. It's, it's weird. It's uh, weird being up here with without a guitar in my hand. Uh, I don't really know what to do with my hands. But um, I'm going to ask you a question here. Have you ever heard this before? What is it worth to you? Has anybody ever asked you that? You ever try to get somebody to give you a ride or do a favor for you or um, get a secret out of them? And they say, well, what's it worth to you? I want you to hang on to that real quick. And we're going to Quentin Tarantino it at the end and we're going to circle back. But uh, I like to collect things. I know that's a, it's a weird statement to start with, but uh, anybody in here like a collector of any sort? You like to, yeah. When I find something I like, I like to get them all. But uh, I consider myself a hobby collector. And uh, if you are wondering what is it exactly that you collect, Eric? Well, it's not guitars, although I'm up here playing one every week. Um, I am a very big fan of the Dallas Cowboys, but it's not sports memorabilia. Um, if you had Pokemon cards on your bingo card, you'd be correct. That's me. Any Pokemon fans? Anybody? No? Fire types all the way. Um, it started as a way for me to bond with my son, Jackson. Um, he doesn't really care about it anymore, but I do. So we're going to just skip past that part. But um, over time, um, as a collector, I've learned that the actual value of said Pokemon cards is really, it's only driven by what somebody is actually willing to pay for it. Um, it's a pretty crazy thought to think about. There's only one person who's going who's gonna to obtain that, and they are determining what the price is. If you can, uh, just take a look with me real quick at uh, Luke chapter 14. We're going to start at verse 28 to 33. And this is Jesus, and he's addressing a large crowd that was following him. And these are his words, where he says, Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying this person, wasn't, uh, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and ask for terms of peace. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciple. Has this ever happened to anybody in here? Ever started a project, gotten like halfway through, and you're like, oh, I do not have enough material, or um, then you got to do the walk of shame back into Home Depot and get everything, and they're ringing it up, and you're watching that price tag shoot up, and you're like, okay, uh, this was a huge mistake. Um, you know, do you sit there and you say, I don't want to do this anymore? I don't want to do this project, or do you just regret it the whole time? You, ah, this was a terrible, you're just going to naysay the whole time about it. But what if we looked at our walk with the Lord the same way? When the going gets tough in life or you realize that, that living a Christ-filled life is costing you more than you anticipated or that you were willing to, to spend, what are you going to do? Are you going to give up? Are you going to walk away? 
Or are you going to live in regret? Say, man, this is, this is nice, but I really wish I had not done this because it's just too much for me. See, Jesus is telling us here that we need to be prepared and we need to weigh the cost and carry that cost to be a follower of Christ. Now, I don't believe that this is strictly talking about your salvation, but more so a requirement for living out your walk with the Lord. Many people have a solid foundation set in biblical truth, but that doesn't mean that they've considered the sacrifices because that's what they are. They're sacrifices that we have to make. And Jesus didn't really give us much of a choice here, did he? He said, you got to give it up or you can't do it. Sometimes I wish he would be a little more direct when I'm waiting for an answer to a prayer or something like that, right? Lord, if you could just maybe uh, shoot me the Powerball numbers, that'd be cool. You got my number, right? You can text me. Uh, I didn't feel it vibrate. Maybe you didn't hear me. But uh, what is Jesus really talking about here? When he says everything, does he mean everything? So we look at uh, Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 through 9. We see Paul say something similar when he says this. Whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything. There it is, everything, right? I consider everything loss because the worth of knowing Christ, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may know Christ and be found in him. It's pretty intense, isn't it? Pretty sharp. Garbage. Paul had accomplished and gained so many things in life, imprisoned, lost it all. And what does he say? The situation I'm in is garbage. No. He says everything that I had and lost because God had called me to do this is garbage in comparison to knowing Christ. He had literally given up everything. And we have direct access to that same God that Paul has access to. And all it takes is for us is to weigh the cost, to make a change if it's necessary. And I want to tell you this morning, guys, that God will see these sacrifices. He sees them. He knows that you don't want to do it, and we still do it. And God never asks us to give up something good in our life unless he plans on replacing it with something even better. There's going to be sacrifices that we make today, but compared to what we get in eternity, it's not and never will be a real sacrifice. But if I can, let's take a look and, and step on the other side of the fence here. We, we know that it's, it's a requirement for us to put value in our walk with the Lord, but what did Jesus see in us? Because I believe, like Chris said, it's, it's real value. Chris uh, said it so eloquently. Jesus saw such real value in us that we were worth dying on a cross for and paying the ultimate price with his own life so that we could be here thousands of years later with forgiveness and grace for things that we do not deserve forgiveness and grace for. So that one day we can enter into the presence of our heavenly father. Jesus paid that price because we cannot, we really can't. And it reminds me of an old song. I'm sure you guys know it. It goes, uh, Jesus paid it all, right? Some to him I owe. Did I sing that right? No. Jesus paid it all. All of him he paid. So all of us is what we owe to him. So I ask you this morning, guys, what is it worth to you? What is eternal life in heaven, having closed our eyes to this life and opening them to the next? 
What is that really worth to you? Because it's really only worth what you're willing to pay. Paul had told us earlier that to him, it was worth everything he had, his family, his friendships, and his freedom. There's a missionary by the name of Jim Elliott who uh, paid with his life spreading the gospel had a famous quote, and he says, uh, he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. So I'll ask you one more time. What is it worth to you? Is it worth your time and your effort, your attention? Is it worth my Pokemon card collection or that fancy car? Whatever possessions that we hold near and dear to ourselves, where are, I? Where are our real priorities. And if I may take it a little bit deeper this morning, is it worth your Facebook account? Is it worth taking your nose out of your news feed, searching for likes on a post that you put up that you don't even like yourself? Take your eyes out of your phone and focus them on the only one who deserves an actual following. Maybe take it one step deeper. Is eternal life worth shedding people in your life? Who are keeping you in darkness? Is it worth facing family members who maybe don't live a Christian life um, for the sake of not being ostracized? Is it worth that? Is it worth letting go of vices that we have in our lives and allowing the Lord to fill those voids with peace and grace that only he can provide? He did it for me. He took away a, an addiction from me, an addiction to alcohol that I had, and he met me right where I was. <laughs> we serve a God who will meet you where you are. I was driving home. Some of you know this story. I was driving home after a long day of work, and I could just feel him. I could feel him there. All alone. And in that moment, I was just filled with this unimaginable amount of peace. I could feel him saying, hey, man, give it up. Give it up, man. Give up what you're using to fill your life, and I will replace it with so much more. And even still, today, there's things in, our, in my life, personally, I know that I could give up or, or change, and that will bring me even one step closer to what God has for me in my life. So this morning, I'm going to ask you one more time, what is it worth to you? And I want you to know that this message was put on my heart because it's just as much for me as it is for anybody else. And I'm not telling you that we can't have hobbies or things we enjoy in our lives, right? Uh, but what would our lives look like if we gave God the same amount of time and attention that we give all these things that we value so deeply? We need to release the love that we have for our possessions and our accomplishments and our social status and recognize that it all belongs to and is because of God. And it's not always rainbows and butterflies. Uh, oftentimes it's, it's harder to live out your walk with the Lord than it would be if you weren't. But I got news for you. It is so worth it. It is so incredibly worth it. 
So what is it worth to you this morning? I'm going to pray real quick. Lord, I thank you for bringing us together this morning, Lord. I thank you for the opportunity to bring forth your word. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to prioritize a little bit better in 2024, Lord. Help us value you above all else, God. Lord, we trust in you this morning. We believe that you will replace these things that we have to sacrifice for your sake, Lord, and you will replace them with even greater things. God, I pray that these words would speak to somebody this morning. We love you and thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you're ready to say yes to Jesus, text YES to 910-537-5773. We have some tools to help you on this new journey. If you would like to know more about Second Mile Church, text CONNECT to 910-537-5773. Thank you for going the second mile with us, and now it's time for you to go the second mile in your life.